Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 26th ever episode and the special Tournament of Champions preview episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? It's the same day, so I know you're doing great because we already recorded the 25th episode earlier. Uh, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. I am especially doing great because... We get to talk about the Tournament of Champions, and it is quite a fun athletic sporting event, one that I look forward to every year. It is finally here. Uh, Super excited about it. Got some good teams in there this year, um, as always. And we get to go to it as credentialed media for the first time. Yeah, I'm super stoked about that. Still not quite sure what that means, but we will happy to find out. Maybe we get a nice parking spot. Maybe some Maybe. cool little lanyards. Yep. I'm hoping for lanyards. I'll but, be disappointed if there's no lanyards. But we have also made some some merch that we're going to be True. showcasing at the Tournament of Champions. <clears throat> so uh, a lot of these people will be coming to watch basketball, but I'm sure there will be thousands of people that show up to see our merch. They come for the basketball. They stay for our t-shirts. That's right. So if you see us there, we will be wearing Missouri Sports Podcast shirts and maybe we'll have one in our backpack. And if you come talk to us, you might get one. Mm. So this episode, you should be listening to it on Tuesday or Wednesday. The Tournament of Champions starts on Thursday. It'll go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, for those of you who are not in the Springfield area, don't know anything about the Tournament of Champions, it is pretty much the premier um, high school basketball tournament in the country every year. Um, Bass Pro is a big sponsor of it. And... There's always two local or semi-local high school basketball teams and then some of the best teams in the country with some of the best players in the country. Um, Always a lot of top recruits. Some major college coaches will be there scouting. A lot of assistants will be there. So it's really fun. And like I said, just the basically the premier uh, high school tournament in the country. Yeah, it's I think it's really unique in the fact that uh, we were talking about a little bit about this off air, but it, it features at least in the first round some uh, David and Goliath type matchups where you'll see uh, you know some guys from Republic playing against Oak Hill or something. You know, some right. of the most storied uh, high school basketball programs. You know, some of the just pumping guys into the NBA every right. single year. You see him play against you know some some kids from Republic or something like that, and sometimes like. The small town kids hold their own for a little while, so it's always a lot of fun to to get to see some of those cool matchups that you would never ever see anywhere else. Yeah, you always want to see. You always hope, anyway, as a local person, that the seventh place game will not just be the two local teams. Yeah, but. and it usually is, but not always. I remember I went to Kickapoo High School. Uh, you remember going to Kickapoo High School? I remember. You have a great memory. I remember going there, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't all that long ago, but I have an incredible memory, and it was 2011, <laughs> I believe. Uh, I watched Kickapoo knock off a pretty top program um, in the first round of this tournament, so that was a really cool experience for me, personally. Um, so that was just something cool to see. You just would never see that anywhere else. Along the same lines, I remember a Kickaboo team from forever ago with Anthony Tolliver and Devin Mitchell. Um, I don't remember anything about it, except I remember uh, Anthony Tolliver throwing down an alley-oop and some splashing some threes in a really close game. I couldn't tell you who they were playing because I was a child. Yeah, but I remember, 2005. Yeah, it was, uh, the Glory Brothers as well yep. were on that team. And that was over at uh, 
Hammond Student Center, mm-hmm. so a little bit older atmosphere. But um, that was what really clued me in. Like this, uh, this tournament is a big deal. They and won that year. They won yeah, the they tournament won the champions, thing. which is That's incredibly incredible rare for, for a Springfield school to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, I mean, on the other end of the spectrum as well, there's some. Uh, not only will we see the little guys play the big guys, but we'll also see the big guys play the big guys, mm-hmm. and that's um, always a, a treat to watch. Just last year, we got to see Courtney Ramey and uh, Cartier Gordon, which um, is incredible that they were even a, a Missouri school that is one of the big schools in it. But mm-hmm. um, they, the the tournament, they might as well have just not played the tournament last year because the squad from Oak Hill was so good. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy because there's other great programs that were there, yeah. like La Lumiere was yep. there. Um, so, but Oak Hill just took care of everybody last year. Yeah, Oak Hill's not in it this year, so it's a little bit. It's actually one of the more wide open tournaments I think that we've had in many years. It is. Um, and when you talk about some of the pros that have been through, you got to see. I had to skip that one, but you got to see uh, Jason Tatum play mm-hmm. when Chaminade was there. Um, yeah, that was a cool one. Uh, I, I saw we saw Malik Monk. Yeah, the the year before that, I believe it was 2014, maybe. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, Malik Monk was incredible. Uh, Lonzo the, Ball. Lonzo Ball was playing that year. All three Ball brothers were there. I'm yeah. sure um, Lavar Ball was in the stands. I'm sure I he wish was there. If, if he was away. famous at the time, I would have like gotten a picture with him or something. But yeah, there was some. Had f- I known, it was definitely the most, um, the most. Like star-studded probably star-studded yeah. and player and coaching wise I, yeah that i went that first night and uh i saw conzo martin i saw steve alford uh tom crean was there a guy yep. unfortunately that we don't like very much uh, but bill self was there <laughs> yeah um, there were some massive names just sitting there right on the side of the court Calipari probably has 20 been there feet away from me multiple yeah. times yeah it's really really cool there's always kentucky recruits in the mix um recently um as one of the coaches of a team in it, um, which actually we'll get to that a little bit later because Memphis East is back in the tournament this year. They were coached by Penny Hardaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a little bit of a funny story about that. Um, my wife and I were there and we watched his Memphis East team play. They were the last game of the night and some fans of basically some Penny Hardaway fans were waiting in the stands afterwards over by the tunnel because they heard a rumor that he would come out and sign autographs after the game. And one of their assistants said, oh, yeah, he'll come back. He'll get you. And I was just kind of curious. I thought, yeah, I'll get him to sign my program. I like getting autographs with the tournament champions. So we waited for 45 minutes after the last game. There was people with Penny Hardaway bobbleheads and T-shirts and action figures. Oh, my God. And he never came. Those exist? Yeah. Wow. He was a big deal. Watch, yeah. watch the Check out the 30 for 30. It's a really good one. Yeah. Shaq and Penny. But he never came back out, oh and my, those people were really upset. Yeah. And like security was actually like, uh, "You guys need to go. We're shutting the place down." Wow! And they were like, "No, he'll be here." <laughs> <laughs> he's like on the bus, headed home yeah. already. That's what the security was saying. Like he's on the bus. He's out of here. Yeah. But there, I could go on and on about John tournament Wall. of champions. Yeah, <laughs> lots of crazy guys and yeah, Julius lots Randall. of good memories. Yeah, a lot of those. If you listen to the twenty um, fifth. Uh, every episode we were talking about some amazing Kentucky teams and a lot of those guys have had tournament of champions players um, this year I'll run you through real quick the the field it consists of Springfield Catholic Springfield Parkview Rainier Beach from Seattle Washington Memphis East Memphis Tennessee Shadow Mountain from Phoenix Arizona Belleville West you may have heard of them from Belleville Illinois McEachern from Georgia 
and Sunrise Christian out of Kansas. So I think uh, well, you, you got something? I was just going to say, so right off the bat, um, I noticed Sunrise Christian. Uh, we've got a Mizzou commit, Trey Jackson, uh, playing for Sunrise Christian. Uh, so that's obviously of interest to us personally. Belleville West, as you mentioned, you may have heard of that team because they have got someone playing for them named EJ Liddell. Uh, I so him, th- I that think. will be uh, fun to watch, but also very sad. Yeah, if he <laughs> for plays well, fans. it'll be kind of disappointing. So which I assume he will. So uh, definitely got some uh, some Mizzou related uh, interest in mm-hmm. in this tournament. Um, starting off with the Springfield schools, uh, Springfield Catholic. It is their first ever appearance in the Tournament of Champions. Oh wow! Um, they are currently ranked second in Missouri in Class Three. I don't know a single player on their team. Sorry about that, Catholic. <laughs> but they might win state in Class 3. So they're probably pretty good for a Missouri Class 3 team. Well, I hope they represent uh, the Springfield area well. Moving on to Parkview. They were actually going to be a really interesting team in this. Uh, they are in this because of Ty Freeman, who is their star player. He's a Missouri State commit was going to be really fun to watch him in this, but uh, they're missing him because he's out for the year with an injury. Yeah. Ultra, That's really disappointing. Ultra-athletic scoring guard who's really talented. Was was really looking, I hadn't actually had not seen him play before in live, so mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to seeing him play, seeing him play against some big competition, but unfortunately we will not see that. So I think that might drop Parkview below Catholic as far yeah. as <clears throat> like They'll ability struggle. to win a game in this tournament. Uh, the, their first game against Memphis East might be... Yeah, pretty ugly. I honest, I don't know much about them outside of Freeman. So if if he was their whole team, then watch out, it could get really ugly. Mm-hmm. I assume they've got some other contributors, but we'll see. Um, moving on to Rainier Beach Vikings from Seattle, Washington. Uh, they're ranked 26th in a uh, national high school team rankings, and this is their second appearance in the Tournament of Champions. Um, they're, uh, they're basically the reason they're in this is because of their. Uh, 2020 player uh, he's number he is number 20 in the class of 2020 and his name is i'm trying not to butcher this marjon bochamp is probably how that's pronounced bochamp bochamp of course and he is a 6-6 guard and he's not committed yet but 24 7 sports has him as a 100 percent to washington makes sense coming out of seattle um, they've also got a 2019 three-star wing who is being pursued by some of those uh, Western schools. But uh, Bochamp, a five-star guard. So if he gets in a favorable matchup against an inferior opponent, watch for him to score a lot of points, I think. Next up is Memphis East from Memphis, Tennessee. We talked a little bit about a bit about them. They were coached by Penny Hardaway, who is now the coach at um, the University, Memphis. And they're ranked 29th in a national high school polls and this is their third appearance they actually got second place in the 2017 uh, event two years ago and you even know uh, about this guy Kyle James Wiseman yes uh, I heard of James Wiseman (laughs) number one recruit in America for 2019 seven footer committed to Memphis wow over committed Memphis over Kentucky so uh, we are yet to see if Penny Hardaway is the amazing coach that a lot of people think that he could be uh but he's certainly assembling some talent a very great recruiter so far well all he has to do so far is pull guys from memphis east and yeah, he'll yeah be doing honestly okay. we may watch the future of memphis university basketball uh 
right here uh, uh, the, at the TOC. Yeah, if it weren't for if it weren't for the university and their um, sort of public breakup with the Lawson family, I think then it would be all guys straight out of Memphis East going to the university for Penny. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like they're already kind of that way. I think they've got a couple of players that currently play for them that, that followed Penny Hardaway to, right. uh, to Memphis. Um, yeah, they've got another guy uh, that's a three-star in 2019. He's a, another forward that's going to Memphis named uh, Malcolm Dandridge. And then Jonathan Lawson. So he's a sophomore this year, four-star forward. Um, he's now – he was a, a – considered a memphis lock now he's 50 percent kansas 50 percent memphis according to 24 7 and that's like i alluded to um Diedrich lawson who's now at kansas a brother of jonathan lawson and actually i think he's cousin of jonathan and chandler lawson it's a big lawson family chandler used to play for memphis east he was in this tournament uh, previously two years ago he transferred to oak hill playing with kofi cockburn and um I forget the guard's name, Anthony, Cole Anthony, but uh, he uh, is going to go to Oregon. So he's committed to Oregon, kind of spurning uh, Memphis along the way, and Diedrich Lawson transferred from Memphis to Kansas. So it'll be interesting to see with kind of the the breakup between the Lawson family and Memphis if they're able to get Jonathan, but still long ways to go in his recruitment because he is just a sophomore. But it'll be interesting to see him play with some of these uh, senior guards. It'll be a tough matchup for him. The Shadow Mountain Matadors out of Phoenix, Arizona, are ranked 18th in the country. This is their first ever appearance in the Tournament of Champions, and they are coached by who, Producer Cameron? Uh, Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby. Also known as Jacked Mike Bibby. (laughs) (laughs) You all know that name. Former NBA star Mike Bibby uh, coaches this team out in Phoenix, and the reason we call him Jacked Mike Bibby because there was a viral photo of him at a shoot around with his high school team and holy cow he has been hitting the gym have you seen him come? i have and it's so <laughs> weird like not seeing or hearing anything about mike bibby for like 10 years mm-hmm. like he i i just remember what he looked like in the nba yep. back in the day and then i just see this picture of like a refrigerator and i'm like that's mike bibby oh my god holy and crap. He, in that picture it was also noted that he was shooting like 80% on like 300 three-point attempts according to his little uh, wow. basket meter that keeps track of your shots. You might suit up. Actually, we would know because he'd <laughs> tower over everyone. Yeah. I mean, he's not very tall, but holy cow, is he thick now. Thick with two C's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can't, can't wait to see him live. <laughs> maybe he'll shoot around. And get to maybe, he'll, maybe he'll bust out of his suit. If maybe he, he'll like, participate in the uh, dunk contest. Maybe so. Oh, shoot. Uh, the reason Shadow Mountain is in this, they're a very good team besides their head coach. Um, ranked 18th, like I said, they feature uh, four-star point guard Jalen House. Um, he's kind of a viral basketball star, basically, because you see him on a lot of YouTube videos from Ball is Life and whatnot, which is all you have to do, basically, to get noticed nowadays is get on a Ball is Life camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's their point guard. He's an Arizona, Arizona State commit. He's pretty flashy. I think he rubs some people the wrong way from time to time. So we'll see if there's um, sometimes in these tournaments, it's a little too, I don't know, sometimes it's a little nonchalant early on and um, not 
taken too incredibly seriously because not like a state championship or anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just kind of taken in the spectacle of all of it. Baller's life is there. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a kid like Jalen House, he's going to kind of get under some player's skin a little bit. And we'll see if maybe there's some feistiness and some uh, chippiness to some of these games. And, And I think another thing about this tournament is we're going to see a lot of close games that we haven't seen in maybe some tournaments of the last few years so yeah that'll be fun to watch uh they also have a nevada football commit uh jalen williams on their team so uh, two sport athlete another thing that we see from time to time is uh dual sport players playing in this tournament that are getting recruited for their football prowess instead uh next we'll move on to the belleville west maroons interesting nickname (laughs) uh the maroons uh, i think they're coming off back-to-back class four state championships in illinois uh, for sure, the last one, um, led by EJ Liddell, they're actually the ninth ranked team in the country. I did not so, know that. Yeah. Wow. This is their first ever appearance in the Tournament of Champions. EJ Liddell, number 49 in the class of 2019. Obviously, the four-star forward has committed to Ohio State. Yep. I've never watched him live. I, If you guys listen to this podcast, you know that I wanted EJ Liddell to be a Missouri Tiger as bad as pretty much anyone I've ever followed the recruitment of. So it is going to be emotional (laughs) to watch this man probably go off (laughs) right in front of me. Yeah, it'll be interesting with, we'll we'll talk about the bracket at the end after we break down the teams, but depending on how things fall, he might get a really favorable matchup against a pretty bad team and might just be able to dominate and score a ton of points. I, I think some of these other top tier teams will be able to keep him in check a little bit. Um, and I, I think with EJ, it's so incredible when you look at his highlight tapes. And I know they are highlight tapes. I know he's playing against high schoolers. But the fact that he's 6'7 at best and the, just the way he looks like he looks like a college big man. Yeah, he plays so much bigger than he is. Yes. And like his, his wingspan is massive. And he just takes advantage of those long, rangy arms, block shots, gets up so high like easy yeah, dunks he's just like the perfect three to four year college player mm-hmm. like i know he's gonna be great at ohio state and i know he's really good right now yeah so it just seems like a good grounded mature kid who's just got a lot of good stuff in front of him if only we could be watching him as a mizzou commit if only <laughs> all right uh one of the most exciting teams in this tournament is the mcgeechern indians from powder springs georgia um, if you follow high school basketball at all, as far as like national on the national scene, they won the City of Palms uh, tournament earlier this season, which is another big high school tournament. It's not the one thing that sets the tournament of champions tournament of champions apart is it's played at Missouri State's home arena, JQH Arena, which is a really nice venue, and it it fills up. So there's thousands and thousands of people here. So it's not a uh, little high school gym or some you know off the beaten path gym where this tournament is played, like some of these other uh, national tournaments are, or even regional tournaments. But uh, they are ranked first in the country as far as high school teams go. And they're led by two players in particular, uh, point guard in the 2020 class named Sharif Cooper. Uh, He's 21st in his class. And Isaac Okoro, you've probably heard of his name if you pay attention to uh, college basketball recruiting. He's number 28 in 2019. He's a f- 6'5 forward, and he's committed to Auburn. Was he originally committed to someone else? There's another Okoro oh, okay. who's committed to Oregon. Oregon. Okay, yes. that's. I was like, I swear he's not. He's committed to Oregon. Okay, that makes sense. 
Uh, yeah, this team's totally stacked. It's yeah, ridiculous. So, yeah, another three-star guy going to Northwestern. He's a 6'9 post player, a uh, Cal commit, a three-star guard, and then another Auburn commit, a 6'8 post player. So, And Sharif Cooper himself, he's considered an Auburn lean, but Kentucky's there as well for him. So Auburn is trying to just take all of the McEachern Indians and uh, have them join their squad. Yeah, Auburn's really... Uh Turn thing, turn that program around. Uh, Bruce Pearl, I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah, sure seems like it. If he can just uh, stay out of trouble, <laughs> that'll probably be good for a few more years. Yeah, that, that's going to be, I'm assuming, uh, I'm probably putting the cart before the horse here, but assuming Belleville West uh, moves on to the second round, that will be fun to watch EJ Liddell up against that monstrous team. Mm-hmm. And then the team that I am most excited about the Sunrise Christian Buffaloes of Bel Air, Kansas. And they're ranked in the teens by most of the national outlets as far as high school teams across the country. Um, I'll go through their <laughs> this. It's kind of ridiculous how many of these guys are. I try to keep them just to like power five. If I'm going to spotlight a player, I try to keep it just to power five commits or guys that are going to be power five commits. And there are like... 10 on this team <laughs> so uh malik hall we'll start with the 2019 class malik hall uh obviously we know about him he was uh, missouri made the short list for him he's the f- number 53 player in 2019 four-star forward uh committed to michigan state trey jackson uh, the guy we'll be rooting for the most we all know about him mizzou commit six eight forward number 82 in his class Another four-star guard going to Vanderbilt, three-star guard going to UCLA, three-star forward going to Baylor, three more, sorry, four more three-stars in the 2019 class, one that's projected to go to Kansas State, another one that's committed to SMU, and we still haven't gotten to their best player, because <laughs> their best player is Infale Dante. He is number nine in the 2020 class. <laughs> five-star post player he is 6'11 and unfortunately he's probably going to end up in the sec because it's basically a toss-up between lsu and kentucky for him at the next level great still early though um plenty of teams could jump in on him but lsu and kentucky seem like the teams to beat there so that's (laughs) that's not fun for mizzou fans or anybody else in the sec but as far as big men, hopefully, I mean, I, without looking at the bracket right in front of me, but if he can match up against Wiseman at some point in this tournament, that would be it'd be a shame if they don't get to go against each other. They probably will um, in the second round of this tournament. I hope so. Uh, they've also got a guy named Elijah Wood who's in the 2020 class. I, th- I think he's their starting point guard. He's a four-star point, gu- point guard, and it looks like SEC bound for him as well. Auburn, Florida, and Georgia all in pursuit of him. Elijah Wood. Is that a different Elijah Wood than the actor who played you Frodo also know in him. The Lord of the Rings? You also know him as the uh, gentleman who carried the ring to Mordor. So, I was, I I was, He doesn't really look like a basketball player, but never know. If he was going to, though, he'd be a point guard. True. I didn't even think about the fact that his name was Elijah freaking Wood until you said that. <laughs> so an entire massively long list of exciting names... Uh, to watch in this tournament probably guys that we'll see go on to the nba at least some of these guys so yeah um, definitely some one and dones in there yeah really excited to get an extremely up close and personal uh look at some of these guys so 
I've got three copies of the bracket and we just talked about all these teams and we know all about them now because we just went over all the players. Um, we're gonna fill out a bracket. Producer Cameron was in the other room editing so he did not hear us go over all the teams, all the players for all the teams. And I'm taking this sheet. No, give me I that get sheet. my sheet, you have a sheet. <laughs> These are my sheet. We're gonna fill out our predictions for this tournament. And first up, we have Memphis East going up against Parkview. The first game of the entire tournament. And is, does anybody want to pick Parkview to knock off Memphis East and James Wiseman? <laughs> no. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought about it. Maybe if Freeman was there. Probably not. Uh, next, Rainier Beach against Sunrise Christian. Sunrise Christian is a... a Trey Jackson's team. Kyle, who are you picking? Sunrise. <gasps> me too. Oh, wow, me too. Oh, my gosh. Oh, they're stacked. <laughs> I think that, honestly, that game against Rainier Beach will be a good one. I think Sunrise Christian will come out on top because of their depth, but I think it's just an interesting. These, like, basically, the top five teams, maybe even, yeah, the top five teams, maybe even six are all contenders to make the championship game, I think. Yeah. Um, McEachern versus Catholic, Springfield Catholic. What an unbelievable matchup <laughs> for Catholic. Oh, man. That could be like a 40-point game. Yeah. And, might be generous. And a high school game, that's saying something. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not very long games in high school. Right. I'd love to see a little side note here, soapbox time. I would love to see the Bass Pro Tournament of Champions be progressive when it comes to high school basketball and institute a shot clock in this tournament. Can they do that? I don't know. Why not? If yeah, they could. That's the Bass Pro Tournament of Champions. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. That'd be awesome. They want to add a four-point line. They can. Yeah, add a four. I don't know about that. Let's not add a <laughs> That's progressive. Not ahead of <laughs> add a shot clock. Maybe that'll trickle down into the rest of Missouri high that'd school be great. basketball. That'd be awesome. Some, uh, high school, some areas like, across the country do it, so... Interesting. Missouri should start doing that. These it. high school kids should be playing with a shot clock. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. When you see some of these games where a team will hold the ball for the last minute and a half for so the last stupid. shot of a quarter, it's really annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- uh, I think a really good matchup in the first round, Shadow Mountain versus Belleville West. This Cameron, is actually, I, I think Producer it, Cameron, what do you think? Uh, Mike Bibby is going to get it done. Oh, my goodness. This is definitely the hardest pick for me in the first round by far. Me too. I think this is going to be a really good game. And honestly, I have no idea who's going to win, but I picked Belleville. All right, I'll go against you just to have some nice some different uh, difference of opinion here. Very nice. I think yeah, I'll go with the Fighting Mike Bibbies and send EJ Liddell to the consolation bracket. All right, uh, let's go, let's go through the consolation bracket first. Uh, Parkview versus Rainier Beach. Anybody like Parkview in that one? No. Okay. Anybody like <laughs> Catholic over Belleville? No. All right. You guys are filling this out as we go. Oh, yeah. We don't know what we're doing. We just know more about the team than you. Well, we'll see about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, seventh place game. Springfield Parkview versus Springfield Catholic. I think I got to take Catholic here. Yeah, I got Catholic. Me too. No, I'm picking Parkview. Okay, do it. Let me be different. Think differently. Be different. Hashtag be different. Uh, in the consolation game, also known as the fifth place game, Rainier Beach versus Belleville West. 
Rainier Beach. Belleville. I don't even I don't even remember anything about Rainier Beach. I already forgot everything I know about them. <laughs> um, the Vikings. Go Vikings. Oh yeah, go Vikings. I'll take Rainier Beach <laughs> for fifth place. <laughs> All right. Now we're getting into some really intriguing matchups. Memphis East and James Wiseman against Infale Dante and Sierra, Sunrise Christian. I almost said Sierra Canyon because I saw SC. And this is not the consolation anymore. This is no. Uh, we're into the winners bracket. Into the winners bracket. This is a semifinal matchup. Yeah, this would be Trey Jackson going up against Memphis East. This would be a great game for sure. I'm I'm going to pick Sunrise Christian just because of their depth. Ooh. Uh, but Wiseman could easily carry Memphis East to a victory here. Looking at the bracket, you can usually figure out how somebody seeded this, you know, with somebody put some thought into this. You know, we don't have Parkview and Catholic playing each other in the first round. We don't right. have Memphis East playing against McEachern in the first round. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the way they set this up is Memphis East or McEachern as the one and two. Right. Which is intriguing to me that they that they think Sunrise Christian is not one of the two best teams in this tournament. Yeah. I think they might have overseeded Memphis East a bit. I think they may have, just because they have the number one recruit. Right. James, sure is I don't they... know if James Wiseman is enough to get them to the championship game. So I will agree with you and pick Sunrise Christian to go to the championship game, also because I want to see it happen. Mm-hmm. Producer Cameron, same? Uh, Sunrise Christian. Wow. Okay. Now, McEachern versus the Fighting Mike Bibbies. I got the Mike Bibbies. Oh my oh goodness! My word. The Mike. I, I see where if this I, is going. If I saw him on the sideline, I might run back into the locker room. That's a good point. <laughs> it's going to be an intimidation win. I'm. I think Mike Bibby he's, and Shadow Mountain will end up in the third place game. These so. McEachern dudes don't even know who Mike Bibby is. They're, yeah, they're high schoolers. They don't know who he is. Oh, so they'll know. They'll win. They'll know. <laughs> All right, Kyle and I are taking McEachern against. Uh, Sunrise Christian in the championship game. Kyle, I think I know who you like. Who are you picking to win the whole thing? Um, just looking over the rosters. It's be tough. I think I'm just going to pick Mickey Churn because I think they've got an easier second round game. Mm. Uh, I'm not 100% sure that Sunrise Christian's even going to be there in the championship game. True. So, so you're hedging your bets, and if Memphis East beats Sunrise Christian, you think McEachern will probably be either one of them? Correct. I think they're the clear number one. Interesting, interesting. I could I could agree with that, but that'd be boring. So I'm going to pick Sunrise Christian. All right. I did not see myself doing that when I, I don't started this whatsoever. exercise. But <laughs> it's all about matchups. Yeah. Producer Cameron. <laughs> I've got the fighting my boobies. Let's go. Nice. Yeah. We all have somebody Shattered different. Mountain. Cameron, producer Cameron picks Shadow Mountain. I have them losing in the first round. To <laughs> <laughs> the fighting EJ Liddells. So that's going to be big. Whoever, I mean, between that, that can make or break your guys' bracket right there. Wow. Can't wait. Uh, we forgot place? to pick the third place game. We should have done that before. Um, what a letdown. So in my third place game, I have Memphis East against Shadow Mountain, and I'm picking Memphis East. Okay. Who do you have in your third place game, Kyle? Memphis. Memphis versus Belleville. Okay. And I'm going to pick Memphis East. Okay. I've got Memphis and McEachern. I got. Can you speak into your mic, please? I've got Memphis and McEachern, and I'm going to take the Indians of McEachern. The Indians of McEachern. McEachern, Georgia. Okay. 
So I've got Sunrise Christian. Kyle's got um, Memphis. Oh no, you've got McEachern. McEachern. And producer Cameron has Mike Bibby. Cool. <laughs> Can't wait to see how we do. All right. Um, should we should we tell them about our potential opportunity? Yes, we. I think we should. So potential. Um, when I reached out to the tournament champions to try to see if there's any um, media opportunities, when they replied back saying that there were some and they'd be happy to have us, um, they mentioned that they could uh, set up interviews for us with players and or coaches. Coaches meaning coaches of these high school teams. So there's a good chance we'll get to talk to Trey Jackson and his coach at Sunrise Christian. So we will try our best to not embarrass ourselves by uh, giving our first ever interview for the Missouri <laughs> Sports Podcast and maybe get some good content for you guys. Yeah, we, we hope so. Um, we don't really know what the process for this event is going to be like, but I would love to have a conversation with Trey Jackson, um, see what he's excited about, see maybe why he uh, wanted to end up at Mizzou. Mm -hmm. I'd like to talk to his coach and see why Trey Jackson's game uh, projects so nicely to the next level. Um, hopefully we can get some of those answers for you guys. And we'll uh, talk to EJ Liddell and see if, like, what's his timeline for transferring to Missouri. Yeah, we'll see if we can get him to flip. <laughs> I like our chances. Yep. I, I once talked to now uh, Florida point guard Andrew Nemhard and tried to sell him on coming <laughs> to Missouri when he played for Montverde. I'm sure it was just uh, a tough decision for him. Yeah. All the way down to the last moment. Right. And that was during the Kim Anderson era, so... <laughs> Probably wasn't very likely. Anyway, um, anything else from you guys about this this beautiful tournament of champions? I don't think so. We're excited. Uh, a lot of uh, talent here this year. Um, let us know your questions. Let us know if you're going to be there. We want to. We want to talk to you. We want to meet you. Mm -hmm. um, find us in our t-shirts. Yep. We will. We'll have some merch. We'll be showing it off. So find the Missouri Sports Podcast t-shirts and hoodies and you should be able to listen to this right before the tournament um if you're going to be there enjoy yourself um we will we'll recap the tournament with a little short episode like this one we'll throw any interviews that we get in there uh crossing our fingers we get some good stuff other than that we'll be back to our regularly scheduled content for the rest of the basketball season uh just remind the folks where they can find us surely you've said it enough by now yeah all right you can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and you can tweet, a, tweet us at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at Missouri Sports Pod at gmail.com. And I'm on Twitter at C underscore Albert 08. Thank you, everyone, for, for listening. We'll see you next time. Probably won't even be a full week, so we'll see you then.